the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority, and it begins at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the 26th morning of the ninth month in the year of our Lord, 2018. Thank you so much for joining us. We are loaded up today with a lot of really important people to talk to about a lot of really important things. Coming up here momentarily, we are expecting to talk to Cuyahoga County Council Member Jack Schron. They went ahead and did it last night, as we were afraid that they would. They went ahead and did it. Cuyahoga County Council yesterday passed what are being called anti-discrimination measures or protections for the LGBT community. What I think more might more accurately be described as business killers in Cuyahoga County. Make no mistake about it. That's what this is going to do. It's going to destroy businesses, and it's going to destroy a whole lot of people's lives when they are accused of discrimination and brought before some sort of a circus show of a three-member panel who's going to decide the discrimination and the punitive fines that must be levied as a result. It is an absolute travesty that we have been discussing and arguing about and condemning for the last several weeks on this program. And last night at the Cuyahoga County Council meeting, um, a few hundred people, apparently, I was not there, but a few hundred people were, a record turnout, believed to be around 220 or so, uh, were there to express their opposition to this horrific ordinance, ordinance, an ordinance that offers protections, as it's being called, to people on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity and expression. 
They target equal access to employment, housing, and public accommodations, including access to public bathrooms and locker rooms. And it creates this three-person Cuyahoga County Commission on Human Rights that essentially is answerable to no one. They are the law, and they will decide what is discriminatory and what is not and who has to pay the price. Business in Cuyahoga County is in serious, serious trouble as a result of this. I reached out last night to a member of the Cuyahoga County Council who voted against this travesty, uh, and I found Jack Schron. Jack Schron, of course, is a one-time candidate for county executive. He does sit on the council, and he was one of three along party lines, three Republicans, along with Michael Gallagher and Ann Baker, to vote against this. Unfortunately, outnumbered 8-3 to three in the vote. Mr. Schron, good morning. Good to talk to you again, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I've been better. You know, I don't live in Cuyahoga County, but uh, obviously as Cuyahoga County goes, Northeast Ohio goes, uh, there, there is an impact all over the, uh, the region. Uh, and so when I see what happened, when I saw what happened last night, I was very, very disappointed for, uh, for business owners, for employees, for people who are going to have their lives changed now by this ordinance. Um, can you, before, before we talk about the nuts and bolts of what happened, uh, on, in the actual ordinance, can you describe the, uh, the mood last night? I do understand there were a whole lot of people there who were really, really upset about this. Well, it, uh, it was obviously the biggest, uh, outcome cry of people on both sides of, of an issue. We've never had that many people speak on an issue. We were there almost four hours just in hearing public comment. Never before have we done that. That's, and that's, uh, I guess, uh, on the one side, that it's good that we have democracy. There are people who are willing to step up and take the microphone. Uh, it was, um, I'd say, probably uh, more heavily weighted on the pro side than there was on the opposition side. Uh, it was because uh, I was just keeping tick marks, and it was almost two to one uh, as far as speakers on the pro side. So uh, each side came to the microphone and and spoke with passion for for their points of view. Uh, the one thing I I guess I'd like to correct on about uh, when you said that the three of us voted down party line, we did not vote party line. We voted our individual consciences. We were we had no no conversations about party or anything of that uh, prior to to uh, to that vote. Uh, I did. Um, Know that you know that uh, uh, Rob Frost was going to be there, but that was not uh, a decision that any of the three of us made individually. We all made it individually. So, uh, well, no, I and I wasn't suggesting I didn't, I didn't that you, you did. Yeah, I didn't want you to think that we. No, no, I just mean the way that it turned out. The only three votes that were against it were happy. You're right. I'm not suggesting you guys collaborated and decided to do this as a block or something. No, not at all. I just uh, just pointing out that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the ironic thing is that. when uh, Nan Baker tried to get these numbers adjusted, these, these numbers are so low for employers. Uh, this is any uh, employment facility above three employees, above three. Uh, so um, Nan tried to get it adjusted even close to the federal guidelines, which are 15. And when you talk about party line, yes, it was voted down party line 8 to 3, uh, that we could not even change the number to some number that would at least put it outside of uh, these small, uh, you know, three uh, three number three employees and, uh, and above is what this applies to. So uh, that's yeah. any they, cake baker shop, that's any photographer, more than likely, that's uh, any artist uh, 
uh, out there. So everybody's almost, this has got such a wide net; it's, it's going to cover almost every business. It, it really does, and uh, and 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 I know that you know religious liberty was discussed as one of the reasons why this is um, you know this is you know a, a bad ordinance, and and I completely concur. I mean, we just saw a Supreme Court ruling out of Colorado where essentially it's saying, look, you cannot compel somebody to do something against their religious beliefs. Now, if if there is, let's just say for the sake of this discussion, there is a Christian photographer who is asked to shoot a gay wedding, and this particular Christian photographer says, look, I, I can't do that. I'll recommend some other photographers, but I can't participate in an event that violates my religion. This now goes to this three-person panel. If the um, uh, if the potential customer uh, says they were discriminated against because it was a gay wedding, uh, this now goes to this three three-member panel who's going to assess damages and attorney fees, and it's going to destroy these very small businesses. Um, what was their argument on, on uh, in favor of that, Jack? Well, that's actually that was my uh, my core reason uh, why I voted against it because uh, I, I and I think we all will agree that we completely support the idea that anyone should be able to live wherever they can choose to to live and uh, wherever they have the ability to to uh, to pay and the rent or the uh, buy a house they should mm-hmm. be able to and and I think we all can agree that everybody should have the right to work. Uh, with, the, with the religious exceptions that, you know, religious institutions that do have some core uh, background and beliefs that that doesn't fit. But this right. third element, the third element is the one that I had the problem with, Bob, which was no acknowledgement of a religious liberty exception or no rela- no reliance on those who create cre- uh, creative services or religious neutrality was not even thought of. And yet the, it went all the way to the Supreme Court uh, that uh, the cake baker in Colorado uh, at least had uh, a, a hearing on this concept, and that's why I said this legislation is flawed over this 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 point alone. I mean, I can't imagine um, that small businesses of uh, larger three or more employ more than three employees, uh, you know, they're going to get caught up in this. And their their belief is my uh, just as a as a baker in Colorado, these are creative services, and they're going to get caught up. They don't have any human resources department. Uh, they don't have a staff of attorneys and. One of the things that I, I found was most compelling, Bob, on this is uh, the words gender identity. Um, I, I asked during uh, open hearings, not last night, but in the, during the hearing portion, mm-hmm. uh, we had two attorneys at the podium who were the proponents, and we had the lobbyist who had been at least three or four times testifying from Equality Ohio, and I asked them specifically, could you provide clarity as to the words gender identity, and where did these words and this definition came from? They said, did you write this, or did any of you any folks write this? And I said, no, they didn't write it. It was all lifted from national language, accepted norms that came from other parts of the country that were dropped into this legislation. And I said, okay, can you tell me how, to, how this poor little machine shop, this poor little uh, photographer can understand how to even apply these? They don't have an HR department. They said it comes down to a nuance. And I said, a nuance? Yes, it's a nuance as to how you explain and interpret this. And I said, what little business has uh, has attorneys who can understand nuance? And you're sitting there with two attorneys and the person who's going all over the entire state, make no, make no doubt about it, she will be in some other county probably uh, very soon promoting the same thing with the same kind of definition and the same kind of confusion as to what is a nuance. I, I, I'm sorry, but... That's not a term of, uh, of law that I've ever been associated with. And uh, it was used repeatedly, even by the attorneys up there 
that were having difficulty actually defining the words that they were using in this piece of legislation. So they themselves, the attorneys, uh, could not define what nuance meant with respect to gender identity or gender, what was it, gender identity or gender expression, whichever one it was. Gender identity. Identity. So they couldn't understand it, but they expect every business, everyone, uh, uh, you know, in in the county to understand what that nuance is and how to determine those things. Yeah, if you go back back and listen to the tapes, because I was very specific trying to get, you know, uh, clarity is, is, is key to almost anything, trying to get at least so we can all work together as to whatever it is that's going to take place. And uh, and I can't imagine the confusion that's going to take place in uh, schools uh, and in institutions that have locker rooms and, and things of that nature. This is not a bathroom bill, by the way. This is, this is this. But they're going to have to make this same definition apply as to what the nuance is and where does it, where does it begin and end. And, and uh, I'm not trying to say that there's going to be instances within the bathroom. I have no idea whether that's uh, ever going to be the case, but they are going to have to apply this definition uh, as to how it comes down. And then ultimately, as you said, it's going to come down to a commission structured, ironically, to deal with diversity. And the diversity is we have exclusively three attorneys picked by a single county executive from a single party that will be uh, coming forth to make the determinations with no members of the LGBT community on this commission, no members of the business community, no members of, of any other community other than the very, very small group of legal community. And, and uh, if you were there last night, you would have heard one of the attorneys who came up and took the microphone, and he said how he has never been able to pursue any of these claims because he never had a, a tool and, and uh, the... the uh, the weapons to go out and, and defend on this, uh, and I can just imagine, my goodness, if somebody like that is one of these three members in this quasi-judicial body, uh, and that's the words that are being used, that has zero diversity, uh, this is really, in my opinion, another area why this, this whole legislation is fatally flawed. We are talking with Cuyahoga County Council Member Jack Schramm this morning on AM 1420. The answer about this uh, ordinance that was passed yesterday, creating this three-person county commission to decide on discrimination and uh, to assess penalties as a result of this. What, can you summarize what the majority, the eight members who voted for this, what their answer was, especially to the religious discri- uh, the uh, religious ex- exception uh, portion that you uh, clearly brought up? I, I think it, it's it's not uh, perceived uh, and. and and sadly, sometimes the religious community, uh, some people are, are come in without um, their points of view very well thought out, and so they're uh, they become easy uh, easy people to uh, to take shots at, as opposed to at least acknowledging that there's a disagreement over this. And there was no acceptance. Uh, even the uh, the church tried to uh, there was there's attempts by the church to bring introduce language into this uh, for things like uh, you know wedding ceremonies and medical services for transgenders and uh, reassignment uh, and, and, and uh, things of abortion. All of this got, it just gets ignored uh, because this, this train is going at such a fast pace. It is, um, so essentially what the Democrat, your Democratic colleagues on this council have said is that we don't care about faith. We don't care about people of faith, and if they have to violate the rules of their faith under penalty of law, that's what we will make them do. Yeah, I, I, they will never use those kind of words because 
Uh, well, they don't have to, though. I mean, is that is in essence what they what they what they are saying, though? I mean, you raised properly the the the, the very serious point about religious exemptions. If you you know you know the, again, we just had a Supreme Court case, as you and I both agree, and I know I'm preaching to the choir talking to you about this, Jack Sharon. But but I mean, what they are saying is we don't care what the Supreme Court said, and we don't care if if somebody is forced to do something that is in direct contradiction with their own religious tenets, long held established religious tenets. We don't care they must violate those because somebody says that they are something that uh, they may or may not be yeah i think that what this is, is will ultimately come down to is that uh with a county charter there's a belief that you could literally almost do anything uh, because uh, as a charter community they can pass legislation that they believe can push the envelope and i think that's what this has done Jack Sharon, Cuyahoga County Councilman, uh, fought against this yesterday, along with Nan Baker. They, what was their argument about that, by the way, as far as Nan trying to get that number up to closer to where the federal standard is? And uh, how could they refuse that, at least? Well, because they said that the state law was at four, so we, let's just take, let's, we'll leave it at the state law. And, and the argument is, why? What, what, <laughs> why is the state uh, anti-discrimination at four and the federal is at 15? Uh, and it seems to me that we're better off to pick a number that's, that would at least be uh, a lot. Because the majority of businesses in this community are all small. They're not big businesses. They're the two-person, the five-person, the ten-person uh, businesses. And why not be uh, at least allow them to recognize that they don't have a human resources department. They're not sitting there with, with an army of lawyers the way uh, the, these three lawyers are going to be pushing this on the other side. We'll have... Uh, Jack, uh, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on today. I know you've got a very busy morning, and it was a very late last night fighting this thing out there. Um, is, 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 is it over? Is there any is there any room for an appeal? Can another ordinance perhaps be proffered? Maybe when maybe the balance of the council changes that would undo this one, or is this how it has to be forever? Well, no, 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 no this is an ordinance, so it's not a county. Uh, this is not a charter amendment. So, any time legislation could be passed, uh, it can also be amended. Uh, okay. I, I hope that people recognize that uh, we, we even had uh, some folks from the log cabin uh, Republican, the, the gay Republican group, come in and say this, this this body of three members is is not right. It should not be. Uh, and we had there were members within the gay community that said this is not the correct structure for this body. Uh, it should be more diverse. It should have a, a more. If you're going to argue inclusiveness, why isn't this more inclusive? What makes three lawyers? Uh, better able to understand whether or not something's going on in this area. Uh, Jack Sharon, thank you again so much for your time today. I appreciate you coming on, sir. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. You good luck. Have a good day, Bye-bye. sir. There you go. Jack Sharon joined uh, Nan Baker and Michael Gallagher in opposing this ridiculous uh, ordinance yesterday. If you want to respond to that, if you were there last night especially, I would love to hear from you now at 216-901-0945. We do have Kevin Jackson uh, from the Black Sphere coming up at 935 to talk about Judge Kavanaugh and maybe the Bill Cosby uh, sentence yesterday as well. He'll be joining us at 935. Ryan Morrow at 1005. So if you want to get in, you got to pick your spots. This is one of them. 216-901-0945 on AM1420 the answer. Short segment here, obviously, as we are approaching the 930 news. Let me get a call in from Dan in Middleburg Heights. Dan, thanks for waiting. You're on AM1420 the answer. Go ahead, sir. Morning, Bob. Good morning. About a month ago, so I talked to you about that book, Compromised, uh, Clinton, Bush, and the CIA. 
you recall, by Terry Reed, who's a CIA yeah. um, operative. And I said that the, well, he says that the CIA agents who he was a, uh, um, he was part of part of the uh, the operation in Arkansas back in the eighties. Anyhow, the the CIA controls the Justice Department and the uh, <clears throat> and the FBI. They have their people in the upper echelons controlling it. And you know, over the weekend, um, <clears throat> Trump reversed his position on revealing those redacted parts of those memos over okay. the weekend. Okay. Well, last night, if you watched uh, Hannity. <clears throat> Or uh, Laura Ingram, they had uh, several people on there saying that uh, Trump reversed it, and I couldn't figure out why because he says allies said they didn't want to do that, which mainly was Britain and and uh, Australia, and it just reveals to me what they were saying last night is is the CIA farmed out to England and England you know, Secret Service and Australians to try and frame Trump and his administration. As part of I'll, this tell you, I'll tell you what, Dan. What you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting into a deep area here that I don't have time for at the moment. I've got to get to our news. I got Kevin Jackson waiting on the other side to talk about Kavanaugh. Thank you so much for the call. We'll revisit that another time. But let's get news now at nine thirty on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. In Samuel. All right, 935 now. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. I told you we were loaded up today. Thanks again to Jack Schron for joining us last uh, half hour. Uh, it's a big deal. I know we have a lot of national issues to discuss, and we will uh, very, very quickly. Um, but I do want to talk more about that Cuyahoga County Council vote yesterday. We knew it was coming, and we knew we couldn't stop it. I mean, we had a lot of people speak out against it. Peter Corrigan has been on the program talking about it. He's the candidate for Cuyahoga County Council Executive, or County Cuyahoga County Executive, rather. Uh, we talked to uh, John Stover. We, I mean, there are you know a lot of very uh, you know Ohio values voters. A lot of people opposed to this. We knew we just didn't have the numbers to stop it in the county council. So we'll talk more about that coming up in the ten o'clock hour. All right, joining us now, however, as promised. Uh, got a lot of national issues to discuss. The Kavanaugh story obviously taking on a strange life of its own. And yesterday, Bill Cosby, once known as America's dad, was sentenced to three to ten years in prison for rape, drugging and raping women. And uh, it has become naturally a racial issue. Kevin Jackson is with us now. Kevin Jackson is a best-selling author of books including The Big Black Lie, How I Learned the Truth About the Democrat Party, and Race Pimping, the Multi-Trillion Dollar Business of Liberalism. Also, of course, a nationally known speaker and a Fox News contributor and a syndicated radio host. Kevin, I talked to Kevin for the very first time uh, about two, three weeks ago when we were in Washington, D.C. for holding their feet to the fire uh, from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And it's good to have you back here in Cleveland. Kevin, how are you? Good to talk to you, man. I'm glad to be back. I had a movie open there on September the 7th called Bleeding Blue. And I challenge the audience to go to bleedingbluemovie.com. It will be back there. But, man, enjoyed meeting you in Cleveland, and do we have a lot of stuff to talk about? I mean, you're leading in with the Cosby thing, which I I find to be a joke. Uh, You know, this attack on men is ridiculous, and for the audience members, if you are a man, if you are a woman married to a man, if you have boys, you know, young sons or grandsons that, that are coming up in this world, understand the world that you live in that feminist and leftism has built that is effectively attacking men 
because we're born with genitalia that comes on the outside of our bodies versus the inside. <laughs> this is where we are. Yeah, Bill you're. Cosby, you, go ahead. Bill Cosby was the hottest thing going in Hollywood. Bill Cosby was a black man working in Hollywood in the 1950s doing stellar shows. He wasn't playing pimps. He wasn't, you know, playing uh, drug lords and, and things like this. He was playing roles as spies and, and doing really cool roles uh, in Hollywood early on. He was the talk of the town. White women wanted to be with Bill Cosby. I'm just telling you, that's the way it was back in the day. And they want to tell us that 40, 50 years later that they've got this consortium of women that say, oh, he did this to me. Bill Cosby didn't have to give a woman a roofie. He didn't have to give her quaalude. Whatever he gave a woman was the drug of choice of the day, and she wanted it. And, look, we can, we can sugarcoat this stuff all we want. We can pretend that every time a woman cries rape, it happens. Let me tell you, this black dude that has raised four sons to be very good quality men in this world, I refuse to believe that. We are watching Kavanaugh get raped over the coals by a bunch of lying, scandalous, scurrilous leftists, all because they lost. That's what this is about. And the feminist movement, I call them the hairy underarm crowd, these are the people that want to see men destroyed for no other reason than they can't be us. That's what this is about. And if we allow this to happen, shame on us. Kevin Jackson is my guest. Uh, Kevin, you're so right about uh, what they're doing to men in this country. And and I've been online just having an unbelievable amount of back and forth between liberals who are are supporting the hashtag Believe Survivors and hashtag Believe Women uh, movements. And, you know, certainly... You know, as as a father of a daughter and a son, I understand both sides of this thing. If some, you know, if my daughter came to me with a an allegation that somebody did something to her, of course I'm going to want to believe my daughter. But what I fear, as you're pointing out, and if you listen to the likes of Maisie Hirono in uh, the senator from uh, from Hawaii, um, my son doesn't even have to be in a room. He doesn't have to be in the same building. He doesn't even have to know someone for someone now to make an allegation against him, and that should ruin his life. It is now up to him to prove that he wasn't in this location and that he didn't commit these terrible acts. I fear for the sons of this country, and I wonder how many women who are part of hashtag Believe Women, uh, I wonder how they're going to react when their sons are the ones who are falsely accused. Guilty until proven innocent. And you know what we're witnessing here? We're witnessing exactly what's happened in the Middle East and these backwards third world, you know, armpit nations, which is it takes a woman, two men. If a, if a man accuses, a, if a woman accuses a man of rape, there's got to be two women that do it. That's essentially where we are in the United States, only flipped, because we've allowed these crazy leftists to make us believe that because a woman says it, it's a fact. Let me tell you something about women, because I've been around them for a long, a long time. They lie just like men. They will lie and say you hit them. They will lie and say you cheated when they're cheating. They will do all the things that they claim men will do because the feminist movement has has ruined women. See, there used to be a time when women actually were better than men, and we believed that. We conservative men, We and by the way, I'm not even talking about conservative women here. I'm talking about the, the, the Me Too crowd in Hollywood that will overlook Harvey Weinstein and pretend he doesn't exist while taking Judge Kavanaugh, the dude who's a virgin through college, and make him out to be the poster child of all of sexual abuse. That's the type of woman I'm talking about, the lying, scurrilous, scandalous leftist woman who doesn't care about the daughters of Kavanaugh, 
who have to watch their dad be raked over the coals. They don't care about the wife of Kavanaugh who has to watch her husband be raked over the coals. And this is a great man who's better than the freaking Pope, as far as I'm concerned. So that's what we're talking about. Those are the women who will lie, cheat, and do anything to ruin a person's reputation, all for the sake of their cause. And they want us to buy into this notion that whatever they say goes. If I accuse, they accuse you or me of rape, prove it. I don't have to prove Jack. I'm innocent until proven guilty. And, and look, if you want your sons to grow up in a, in, a, in a world where they've got to document every single thing that they do, every location where they are, because some girl who gets drunk and decides, oh, well, it could have been you that, that rubbed your genitals in my face at a party while I was drunk as a skunk, then if that's the world you want to live in, have it. If you want to live in a world where sanity rules, vote those clowns out of office, because that's what we're dealing with. Kevin Jackson is my guest. Kevin Jackson is a best-selling author. He is a movie producer. He is a radio show host, uh, and he's a Fox News contributor. You can uh, see a lot of, if not all, of his work at uh, theblacksphere.net, theblacksphere.net. But, Kevin, uh, according to Senate Democrats, presumption of innocence doesn't apply here because this isn't a court of law. It's not a legal proceeding. It's a fact-finding proceeding. This is not a criminal trial. This is not a, a this is to find the facts. Do you agree then that he has the quote presumption of innocence? I agree that we this is not that's a criminal trial. What what I believe is we ought to get to the bottom and find the facts in the way that the FBI has always done. There's no presumption of innocence or guilt when you have a nominee before you. Yet every member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and I think every member of the Senate Democrats, even those not on the committee, have already publicly presumed his guilt, saying, quote, I believe her. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen that montage of I believe her, I believe her, I believe her? Look, exactly. here's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe that a girl that they say, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I don't really care, but they say she had 68 sexual partners in high school. And she's to be believed that she went to a party at 15 years old with 17-year-old boys, and one of them molested her. I mean, she supposedly had 68 sexual partners in high school. I don't even need to know much more than that. Look, this defies sensibility. When conservatives stop buying the nonsense, and here's what people will say, because they say this to me all the time, man. They say, Kevin, if I could say the things that you say, but I'm not black. Well, I'm saying this about women. I'm saying this about the skanks on the left, and I call them exactly what they are. I'm saying I don't believe you for anything that you say. You are the ones who are guilty until you prove your innocence. And what we're witnessing right now is two lying women who are part of a, a, a cabal to bring down a good guy, and they have both lied. They're proven liars. And then Avenetti, who looks like he got, got punked, with this new story about a third person with a guy who has led practically the most stellar life. I mean, I know there are guys listening in this audience hearing about Kavanaugh going, dude, don't even get me started on my life. You know, you got to go back to, you can start at 13 and go forward, and I can't ever hold political office because I kissed the girl in the closet or I, you know, did whatever. Mm -hmm. It is ridiculous, and they test our sensibilities, and if we let them win, because we say, oh, I'm a guy and I can't speak about women. I will talk about women. I will give you story after story. If I have to get private investigators to prove who you are, I'll do it. Because I'm not going to be intimidated because your genitalia is on the inside of your body. Forget about it. 
I'm going to tell you exactly the way women are. And by the way, there are women, conservative women, or and, and, and even the feminists, the femahogs, they are out there listening to me going, yep, I know he's right because I've got girlfriends that do that. I've got a girlfriend that fakes her pregnancy test so she can go and get money from guys that she's had sex with so they'll all pay for her abortion so she can go buy herself a new Gucci bag. I know the games women play. You're not going to fool this, bro. Kevin Jackson laying it out. You mentioned Michael Avenatti, so I want to talk about the media's role in this. I mean, Michael Avenatti, you know, claims to be a lawyer, but for all intents and purposes, he has become a media figure. He's a pundit now, and that's what he does. So he followed up with this... um, yeah, he is. He's the cre- Tucker Carlson gave him that hashtag creepy porn lawyer. I use it all the time whenever I refer to him online. And it's accurate, too. So, so you have the media, obviously, literally, I mean, going to Craigslist and every city that Brett Kavanaugh has ever visited, begging somebody with something negative to say about him to come forward. You're getting that from the New Yorker. You're getting that from the New York Times. They hunted. The New York Times admitted we spoke to dozens and dozens. I think their words were several dozens of people. Uh, trying to get some corroboration. We could find none. So you've got the, the media doing their level best to try to fabricate things against this guy. And then you've got Avenatti claiming earlier in this week, and we all saw it. I don't even like saying the words on, on live radio, on morning radio, but alleging that Kavanaugh and his friend uh, uh, essentially organized gang rapes of women while they were in college. I mean, just to say those words, Kevin, I'm not a lawyer, but to say those words sound like slander and defamation uh, that uh, Brett Kavanaugh could file a suit right now. And 48 hours later, he says, "Uh, never mind, she's not coming forward. Yeah, well, look, if it were me, I'd be throwing their pants off. Look, there was a guy, I just saw this this story, he was a a colonel, graduated from West Point, colonel, about to be a general, some girl from West Point said he, she, that he raped her in college. He loses his commission to become a general. He sued her recently, won $8.4 million. So let me tell you, young boys and girls, listening, especially the boys, wait until it happens because you're going to hit the lotto. Because I'm going to tell you, it, 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 there's going to be enough a paper trail. Your phone will be tracking you or somebody will put a GPS on you. Who knows? But there will be enough of a paper trail. For you, for some girl to accuse you to be, and, and by the way, there was a girl. Uh, I just saw this story. She accused uh, two guys from her college of rape because she wanted to uh, not be accused of being promiscuous to the boy that she wanted to date. So she accused two guys that she had probably willing, willful sex with of raping her. They get kicked out of college, and it ruins their lives. So she got a prison. She went. To, they're putting her in prison for a year. This is what you're going to start to hear, and you're going to start to see exactly what I said earlier, that these scurrilous feminists who want to just go after men for the sake of going after men are going to be put on trial. They're going to be found out to be guilty, and we're going to learn exactly who who they are on the left. Let me tell you what conservative women do. They understand the role of a man. They understand that none of us are perfect. We're not judging them on past. They're not judging us on past. We judge ourselves on what we do when we're together and how we go forward. And that is what, and, and by the way, conservative men, we exalt conservative women. We hold them in the highest regard. I will tell you this, I'll say this until the day I die. A, a good conservative woman, why would she want to be a man? She is so far above us. She is the cradle of civilization. They raise our kids the right way. They teach, you know, they, they have a good core, spiritual, ethical core. You can't say that about women on the left. They are schemers, they are plotters. 
they are looking for the destruction of man and the destruction of civilization as we know it. And, and that's the difference. We know what's, how to look at a real woman, and we don't see weakness in her. We see strength. We see somebody that balances us out. The left doesn't understand that because they don't have any women over there, and neither do they have any men. they got a bunch of eunuchs, a bunch of chunks. And that's why they're, they're always looking for ways to scheme us. And, you know, and, and look, it's, it's pathetic. And like I said, it tests our sensibilities every single day. Kevin Jackson, uh, theblacksphere.net, blacksphere, just like it sounds, but one word, .net. Make sure you read his uh, wonderful work there. And, Kevin, um, you mentioned at the top of the uh, conversation your movie, Bleeding Blue. Um, it is still playing in at least one Northeast Ohio theater. I just looked it up as you were talking. Bleeding Blue is uh, playing right now at Atlas Cinema's Lakeshore 7, for all of our listeners here. Uh, at 6.15 p.m. tonight, uh, there is a showing. I don't know what the, you know, the rest of the week looks like or the daily showings look like, but it's still here, and I encourage everyone awesome. to go out and see it. T- tell us just briefly, uh, Kevin, about Bleeding Blue. Bleeding Blue, awesome, awesome film, I swear. Best documentary you've ever seen. Uh, it talks about the arc of, of policing in America during the time of Obama, why they've got a target on their backs, why it's no longer a role that we respect, and it's a role where these men and women are being hunted. And we, t- we introduce you to a guy named Clifton Lewis. He's the arc of the film. It sets up like Michael Brown. You don't, you'll figure out why you don't know his name. We talk about policing in the time of Obama and how this all started with the Gates situation up in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Professor Gates. Right. We talk about in- entertainment's influence, the media's influence, and all of it's to bridge the gap between police and the minority community and make it safer for both groups out there. It, it is spectacular. The police were crying in the lobby when we did our grand openings in St. Louis and Arizona, and we, we did six locations and one's in Cleveland. We will have the expanded in Cleveland soon, but I promise you, you go see that film, it will change your life. And if you're law enforcement, truly, go see it. And, and take your kids so they'll understand what you do. I have a large, large law enforcement following and law enforcement families uh, on this program, and and I want all of them to do exactly what Kevin just said. Go to your local theaters and tell theater managers that you want Bleeding Blue in those theaters. Right now, as I said, you've got to go to Euclid to see it at Atlas Cinemas Lakeshore 7. Again, there's a showing tonight at 6.15, but tell, uh, tell all of your local theater managers that you want Bleeding Blue. I would very much like to see this in much more widespread distribution, Kevin, because uh, this yeah, is so important. Yeah, check out the trailer. Bleeding bleedingbluemovie.com. Check out the trailer. We got lots of stuff. By the way, you can give a cop a ticket to go see the show there. Uh, just let us know. You know, we, we get the orders and we let the police go free, law enforcement go free. We have uh, put a poster in the precinct, a beautiful poster. But I promise you, it's worth the drive. You'll see that film. You'll leave. You'll tell somebody to go to check it out. And well, you one- should be up this this week, by the way. You're one step ahead of me because I was just about to say I'm about to tweet the trailer out and put it on my Facebook as well so people oh, okay. can see it as well. So we'll we'll make sure people see that and go out and see it. Kevin, always a pleasure. Really appreciate the chance talking to you, my friend. Hope we can do it again soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks Bye-bye. very much. You got it. Kevin Jackson, make sure you visit his site, theblacksphere.net. And yes, I will tweet to uh, from my Twitter account, which is Radio Done Right, Radio Done Right, and my Facebook page, which is France Radio, uh, the link to the trailer to Bleeding Blue so that you can see it for yourself. And we're back after this.
All right, 957, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer short segment here to wrap up hour number one. Hour number two will begin with uh, our friend Ryan Morrow from the Clarion Project, uh, clarionproject.org. He is the uh, uh, national security analyst there, and uh, we're going to talk to him about a number of issues, including the president's statement yesterday to the United Nations, his speech to the U.N., uh, getting a lot of very interesting reactions. The left saying that the international community was laughing at him and mocking him. Nikki Haley, the U.N. ambassador, saying no, they were laughing in enjoyment and agreement with President Trump. Um, and the president had some strong words about Iran. Iran has had some strong words about the president and the United States. We're going to talk uh, with Ryan about that from the national security perspective. And also, what does UFC, that's uh, the uh, uh, ultimate fighting championship, that's um, you know mixed martial arts, what does UFC have to do with Islamist extremism? There's an answer to that question. Uh, before we go there, though, I want to wrap up this hour with this from Joe Biden. I spoke about this, and uh, I've been all over social media with this over the last 12 hours or so since I first became aware I think Mark Levin did the research and unearthed this. 1991, during the Clarence Thomas hearings, uh, confirmation hearings, and we all remember what happened, almost a carbon copy of what we're seeing happen today as history repeats itself. Anita Hill bringing a, a post, five days post-confirmation hearing allegation, or excuse me, post-confirmation hearings allegation against Clarence Thomas for sexual harassment. harassment. And uh, there were screams and cries for FBI investigations uh, to be done. Joe Biden, Senator Joe Biden, sat there and told everyone, sure, go ahead and do an FBI investigation, but understand that it's worthless. Even if the FBI investigation clears Clarence Thomas, it would be worthless because the FBI doesn't decide cases. They just get the information and pass it along to the governing body. This is Joe Biden circa 1991. And I probably have to have the volume up for you to be able to enjoy that. One more time. person that refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. FBI explicitly does not, in this or any other case, reach a conclusion. Period. Period. So, Judge, there's no reason why you should know this. The reason why we cannot rely on the FBI report, you wouldn't like it if we did. Because it is inconclusive. They say he said, she said, and they said. Period. So when people wave an FBI report before you, understand, they do not, they do not, they do not reach conclusions. So in other words, American left and Senate Democrats, listen to your own. Listen to Democrat Joe Biden. Crazy Uncle Joe just told you there is no need for an FBI investigation into the Christina Blase Ford allegations or anyone else. Because the FBI, all it can do is provide he said, she said. And guess what? Tomorrow... On Capitol Hill, in the Senate Judiciary Committee, you're going to committee you're going to get. He said, she said. That's the end of the story. Much more coming up. Ryan Morrow next on AM 1420. The answer. Three stars.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.